Welcome to episode 9 of the Total Bro Sports Podcast. Oh well, today for our news on Total Bro Sports, the Eagles purposely tanking to get the 6th overall pick, Von Miller hoping for a miscarriage with his former girlfriend, and Black Monday, Jets fire Adam Gase, Chargers fire Anthony Lynn, and the Jaguars finally fire Doug Marone. And the first week of the playoffs, the wild card kicks off with six teams trying to go to the divisional round. Kai, kick it off with Scorigami. This is the Scorigami alert. And for the first Scorigami of 2021, we have the Bills beating the Dolphins 56-26, the first time that this has ever happened. On to five-minute fire. With Fitzmagic out. Tua could not do anything as he got sacked so much. The Dolphins' defense couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop a fly. They couldn't stop Stephon Diggs at most as they were blown out and they missed the playoffs. As the, they missed the playoffs and lose. 56-26. Ravens at Bengals. With nothing to play for, the Bengals left nothing on the field. Mustering a measly three points for the entire game. Action Jackson blew through the Bengals' secondary for three touchdowns while Brandon Allen played like a quarterback who should be benched for Ryan Finley. Ravens obliterate the Bengals, 38-3. Steelers Browns, Big Ben Roethlisberger out. Miles Mason, Miles Garrett, punching bag, Rudolph in. Despite leading 24-16 toward the end of the fourth quarter, Pittsburgh roared to life and nearly stole the playoffs and, and the game from these Browns. Rudolph to play for the two-point try. Pass fails incomplete. Vikings at Lions. Vikings, Lions, oh my. Despite the fact that both teams had nothing to play for, both teams treated viewers to a scoring extravaganza. That saw the team score a combined 72 points. Kirk Cousins played like his usual self. He defeated a team with a losing record, throwing for 405 yards and three touchdowns. The Lions offense could not keep up. Vikings edge out the Lions 37-35. Jets at Patriots. Both starting quarterbacks in this game may have played their final games for their respective teams. Cam Newton, the Patriots, took care of the Jets and end their two-game win streak. The Adam Gase era is officially over for the Jets as they lose the Pats 28-14. Cowboys are Giants to see who can win the NFC least if Philadelphia beats Washington. Need some help. The Giants up 23 to 19, even though it was stupid that um, um, Michael Carson didn't throw the challenge flag that, on a drop pass. But Andy Red Rifle Dalton does not want to make the playoffs. He throws it up into the end zone, and it gets picked. Falcons at Bucks. Despite a close game at the end of the third quarter, the Bucks steamrolled the Falcons in the fourth, outscoring the Falcons 21 7. Brady played like a Madden sheep code, tossing four touchdowns and going for 399 yards and one pick. Bucks win 44-27. Packers at Bears. Bears defense is terrible, letting Devontae Adams score anything as well. Having a good game, Mitch Trubisky sucks throwing the ball badly, and they lose 35-16, going 8-8, but they barely sneak into the playoffs. Raiders at Broncos, with both teams have nothing to play for, viewers are treated to another battle for a higher draft pick. Broncos rode a rally into the fourth quarter, but ultimately cannot starve off Chucky and the Raiders. Raiders win 32-31. Jaguars at Colts. Jonathan Taylor continued to make his case as the best rookie running back this season, rushing for 253 yards and two touchdowns against the NFL's worst team, the Jaguars. 
Jags fans are look more focused on the upcoming draft, where they have the first overall pick. Colts win 28-14. Chargers at Chiefs. While well, the Chiefs resting their starters, Justin, Her- Justin Herbinator was, bl- was plumbing them to the ground like a settler, throwing three touchdowns and winning 38-21, but still gives their coach the boot after a 7-9 record. Cardinals at Rams. With Kyler Murray dealing with a bad ankle and Jared Goff out for thumb surgery, the Cardinals versus Rams was the battle of the backup quarterbacks. Canadian quarterback legend Chris Trevor helped the Cardinals jump out to an early lead, but AAF legend John Wolford had other plans. Like a wolf in sheep's clothing, Wolford pawed the Cardinals' secondary right out of the air. Rams win 18-7. Seahawks at 49ers. Seahawks down 16-6. And they realize they do not want to fail, fall to the 49ers. They come back with Russell Wilson running for his life and goes to his go-to guys, Lockett and Metcalf, to win 26-23. They take the NFC best. Saints at Panthers. Despite having all their running backs out, the Saints took care of their division rivals to Carolina. Drew Brees played in possibly his last game in the NFL as he's considered retirement. The Saints secure the number two seed in the NFC, winning 33-7. Titans at Texans. The Titans squeaked by the Texans in a thriller on Sunday and clinched the division. Despite a great performance from Deshaun Watson, who led the league in passing this year, the Titans kicked a field goal that bounced off the post and in as time expired to win 41-38. Football team at Eagles. With everything to play for, the football team took the field against the Eagles. A tight game from the start, both teams looked like they were going to run away with it at one point or another. However, the fourth quarter saw Doug Peterson convert his team into full tank mode as he swapped Jalen Hurts for Nate Slips in Mudfield. Washington holds on 20-14, winning the NFC Least and punching its ticket to FedEx Field next week where they play Brady and all 25 bucks. And thus concludes 5-Minute Fire. We made it. This Saturday, we have Super Wild Card Weekend. Two days with three games per day. Starting on Saturday, we have the Colts-Buffalo Bills. The seven-seed Indianapolis Colts, or the Bills host the seven-seed Colts as Josh Allen tries to continue his very impressive season. What do you guys think about this one? Ooh, Colts Ooh. versus Bills. Okay, I know the Colts have a great defense. They've been shutting down opposing offenses all season. I don't know. I think the Bills' offense are just too overpowered. No, the Bills have the best offense in the league behind the Packers. They're OP. And Diggs is on fire, and so is Josh Allen. I don't think they're going to stop him. They're going to win 31-23. to I'd, I'd say Bills win. Bills win. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think that Philip Rivers is going to take these Colts any farther than he, he than he took. He's such a charts. regular season quarterback. Yeah, he's a regular season quarterback. I just don't see him winning in this game. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Bills. I'm sorry, what's your what score you predict? I don't know. Maybe 24. 17. Oh, I predicted 31 to 23. Yeah, I We're think the about- Bills definitely hit 30 in this game. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough when you're he's leading the league in reception, receiving yards this year. And Josh Allen's looked like possibly the third best quarterback in the league. So I definitely think the Bills will take care of this one at home. He has been the best quarterback since Jim Kelly on the Bills. 
No, and he, he seems like he actually cares about being a quarterback, unlike some other people who we won't name because yeah. we're moving on from. Yeah, he actually, look, he took time this offseason to improve his throwing mechanics. I don't see him running around like a madman anymore, so it looks like he's yeah. invested in his hey, long Todd, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, Bills are going to roll by the Colts. Todd, what do you predict who will win? Yeah, I'm going to go Bills 35-27. Oh, same score, like same gap as me. Yeah. All right. The second game of the day, number six seed Rams at number three seed Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to win. They beat them once. It hurt them mentally, and it's going to be at their home field. And that's the 12th man. They're going to they're, – I think the Seahawks are going to win. They have two good wide receivers, and they have really good – Chris Carson is a great back. And on defense, they're somewhat slow, but they have Jamal Adams, who is a captain. He is a wrecking force. He will make sure Robert Woods and Cooper Cup go nowhere. I agree. Those ja, Jamal Adams is a wrecking ball for the Seahawks defense. What a great move to get him from the Jets. And he just shuts down, like, scrambling quarterbacks. But Goff's not – it really did – ultimately, I think it really depends on who is starting for the Rams come next week. Is it going to be Josh – no, is it going to be Wolford or – or is it going to be – I think it might be Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, thank you. Yeah, Jared Goff. Is, it, is Jared Goff starting, like, for the listeners? I think he probably to... will. Is it determined yet? No. We'll okay. probably know on, like, Friday. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be uh, close if uh, Jared Goff starts. If, if we have Jared, Jared Goff there, then I think, I think the Rams have a chance of pulling off a, a close victory, but if it's not him, then definitely I, a Seahawks win. No, you, I know the Seahawks have to watch after Aaron Donald, but I think that Russell Wilson's elusive. And my I prediction just trust is the Seahawks too much in the playoffs. Like they are always a dangerous force. They the, are dangerous. Last year they beat the Eagles. They've well, that wasn't that hard. They've always found a way to win. Yeah, the first round they've. Well, they only lost once, but they over, they're a close team. I think they're going to pull it out 28 to um, 24. Yeah, I definitely think this one will be a one-possession game. Uh, the Rams have a great defense. I mean, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey and company, really, really good defense. And the Seahawks, yeah, like usually they have the 12th man, but as you, as you know, this, it's not going to be a packed crowd. I don't know if there's going to be any fans there, which kind of takes away the – home field advantage a little bit because Seahawks they're known for having like the loudest most rowdy fans so I definitely think that'll make a difference um yeah I think um the Rams definitely have a chance to pull off an upset it'll just be tough Wilson and Pete Carroll have a lot of experience in the playoffs and going deep so so what's your prediction so I think it'll be it's 30 27 Seahawks I think it'll be a close one that'll definitely go down to the wire. Yeah, I, I just can't see the Rams winning this game, especially since the Seahawks won against them in the regular Yeah, season. they beat them 20-9 yeah. to nine in a defensive battle. Yeah, I agree. One possession game, Seahawks win. Kyle, you know what? What do you predict? Yeah, I think that would be a, that would be a Seahawks victory, uh, especially if there's no Jared Goff. I'll go with uh, – Score of uh, 21-17, though. All right. Next game. The last game of the night, the five-seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers played the four-seed Washington football team. 
That's going to be a game between David versus Goliath. The Bucks were by far the most overhyped team, but they didn't win their division. And I've seen them. Like, the, the past four games, they've beaten some shitty teams. Like the Falcons, the Lions, the Vikings. They can't beat winning teams, for crying out loud. Kirk Cousins. But I do believe they are better than the football team because the football team's not great on offense. I personally believe the Bucs will win 27-17. to 17. Yeah, I know. Since being a football team, I hate to hear those words. But we ha- you're right about that. The football team's offense is like molasses. They just And when they do st- get stuff going, it's either late in the third or early in the fourth. And Their defense bails them out. The football team is not made to play from behind. So I, no. I definitely see the – Bucks winning this game, no. especially with the high-powered offense. Yeah, and their and their defense would really have to. Be, their defense has been bailing them out, like when they win. But the Bucks actually have a sneaky good defense as well. But they're no, actually the football team's defense statistically better. I know, but the but but the Bucks have a more than competent defense, so that's going to keep an already struggling Alex Smith in check. Yeah. What do you guys think about quarterback situation for next week? Should they start Smith? Should they start? I think they should because of the analytics. They should. I think, yeah, I think if they actually want a chance, um, they, should, they should start Smith and hope that, hope that he uh, becomes uh, – he um, uh, achieves his um, incredibly low ceiling. Yeah. Well, Alex Smith, um, like when when he's starting, they're eleven and five. When he's not, they're six and twenty six. Okay, so f- why don't so then here? Let me pose to you guys a question this way: Why don't they do kind of like a Miami model where they oh, start yeah, Smith and that. He struggles? You throw in Heineke in a relief role. I think that's actually what they possibly should do. Yeah, that might not be that might not be a bad option to go for that. Or maybe you can have Heineke, like, come in, like, intermittently. Because he has a speed factor that, unfortunately for Smith, due to the 17 leg surgeries, just doesn't have anymore. Yeah. I I think I I feel like I feel more comfortable with Alex Smith back there than Heineke. But, yeah, if Smith is, like, struggling mightily, then they might have to because it might be their last chance. But generally, I think they should stick with Alex Smith and – I mean, he's definitely looked better than Haskins and Heineke this year. I mean, Alex Smith still is a solid quarterback. He's yeah, still- they're five and one when he starts. I know, but I don't think he's looked that much better than Heineke. Like when I saw Heineke play against the Panthers, of course it is the Panthers. He looked pretty good. Like he moved the offense well, and he practically yeah. scored two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean- yeah, but it would be it would be a risk though, because this this would be Taylor Heineke's ultimate test against. Uh, against a team that's actually good. A real team. You don't throw him in as the starter. I just, I'm just saying throw him in kind of in like a Taysom Hill type. Yeah. Or as a Ryan Fitzmagic, one of those two. Because well, really he's going to give them – and it's also going to put less pressure on Alex Smith's cap, which we could easily see most recently he was definitely having pain with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although because, despite despite that, I still think – the Buccaneers are going to win. Unless, What's your prediction? Actually, I I believe that FedEx Field is cursed for quarterbacks. Brady's going down. Brady is going down, and uh, 
because history repeats itself, I, I predict that John Bostic will take him down. All right, let's not be predicting injuries here. That's okay, crazy. what's your prediction of the score, Kai? All right, if – no, that's – I don't think that's going to happen, actually. But if um, – but I think most likely scenario is going to be Bucks win. Uh, let's go – yeah, 31-17, why not? Yeah, that seems reasonable. I'm going to go Bucks win 24-10. I say Washington doesn't get too much going on offense because – I mean, a lot of their games have been pretty low scoring anyways, so I definitely expect a pretty low scoring game here. Okay, so let's move on. I know. We have to have some disagreement amongst this, among this bunch. I know the odds are very long, but I think football team wins this game. And I think on the heels of a strong defensive performance from Chase Young and an intermittent playing of Taylor, Heine- Taylor Heineke – they will eat this game out 28 to 24. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Oh. Here we go. I, I, think, I think the football team has a playoff win in them. They've come too far. Their coach yeah, is I, from cancer. Alex Smith is back from the dead. Like, come on. This is too good. I think I they have a playoff that. win in them. I could see that. Because after all, the last team that got in with a losing record did win a playoff game. Yeah, like hey, Panthers yeah, with Ron Rivera. Jack, why don't you remind the listeners what team was the last team that Washington beat in the playoffs? Oh, the Buccaneers in 2006. Oh, okay. So here we go. Uh, this, there is ripe, this game is ripe for an upset. So there you go. You heard it here first. 28-24, to 24, Washington football team is going to advance to the next round. Okay. The ultimate redemption arc. Yeah, I hope. It'd be, it makes you feel good if you see Alex Smith win. Yeah, 100%. I, I definitely see an upset is possible. The only way that's possible, I think, is if it's a low-scoring game. They have to shut down Brady first off because they can't shut down Tom Brady. I don't think there's any way that Washington wins this game. And, I mean, no, they won. Del Rio needs to um, know what to do. Yeah. I mean, they've won. The Bucks have won four straight. Brady's looked good lately. You've, I mean, he struggled earlier in the year, yeah. but he's kind of – Come back and has looked really good lately. Yeah. yeah, when he's not playing shitty teams, he sometimes struggles. Yeah, yeah I think you have to shut them down in the first half. Yeah, frustrating. Like, I think Washington is a second half team, so if they shut down the Bucks offense in the first half and build like a seven point lead, I think they can hold them up. Oh yeah, they can. W- they'll definitely win if they're up ten points or more. Yeah. Yeah, I think although I think I think if we're thinking long term, this is probably gonna be like that that um first playoff appearance where they uh they get a taste of it and then a few years down the road they'll actually get a little further. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Speaking of rotating quarterbacks, I just pulled up ESPN and lo and behold the top headline on the Washington feed page, or on the Tampa Bay feed page is Washington football team's Rivera is mulling rotating quarterbacks in playoff game. Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a new meaning for the phrase quarterback carousel. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's all the games on Saturday. Luckily, we have three more games on Sunday. The first one, number five seed, 
Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. What do you guys think about this one? Rematch of no, the, the Titans are going to win. No, they're not. Yeah, they will. Look, I okay. All right, well, let me hear your reasons, and then I'll get to mine. They can't stop Derrick Henry. He runs all over them. They have trouble stopping A.J. Brown. He's burnt Marcus Peters. He's burnt Marlon Humphrey. And they know how to contain Lamar Jackson. Make him a pocket passer, which he's not. And they know what to do. Like, I've seen Lamar Jackson. When he played against Tennessee last year, they would put a robber on him, and it would, they would stop him at the, um, the line of scrimmage. He'd try to throw it. It would be either picked or incomplete. And you'd be very uncomfortable. They're going to blitz him, and he's not great at blitzing, at being blitzed. He always throws it away or gets sacked. No, having looked at that game, the Titans game, the reason that the Titans won is they shut down that run game early for the Ravens, and that just derailed the entire plan. Because then the Ravens were forced to throw it where they're not as strong. They were playing from behind. The Tennessee was controlling large swaths of the clock because of Derrick Henry. So the thing here is that the Ravens' rushing attack is pretty strong at the moment. They've gotten back what they they've gotten back to what they did during the MVP campaign. They have a new running, new shifty running back in J.K. Dobbins to complement Gus Edwards, who's gotten more involved in the passing game. Mark Ingram is back from back from injury, and Lamar Jackson is just playing like the Lamar of 2019. Yeah, I think Ravens have learned from their mistakes. They're going to pull a Packers, and they're just going to control this game from the get-go. They're going to jump out to an early lead and then use that run game to eat up the clock. And then, as a result, the Titans are not going to be able to go to the Derrick Henry game because they're going to be have to, they're going to be down multiple touchdowns and have to throw it. So I so think Ravens are winning this game. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Ravens as well. I'm going with the Titans. All right, go ahead, Kai. What do you have to say? I think, I think this is going to be about, uh, about revenge for the Ravens, and I think they're really going to take that to heart. And on top of what you already said, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be close, but it's going to be a Ravens victory. Let's say, um, let's say uh, 27-21. You disagree. I think it's going to be Titans 35-31. to 31. Also a close matchup there. All right, yeah, Ben, break it. All right, what, what do you think here? Um, I definitely think that, yeah, the key to this game is the run game. Uh, both teams, Baltimore's number one in yards per game on the ground. Tennessee's number two. And as we've seen since Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry have both been, you know, on their respective teams, it's been mostly just the run game has been the most important aspect. So, and also the thing is with um, – Tennessee as well, they're, when they throw, it's mostly play action. Ryan Tannehill is really good on the play action. So if the run game's working for Tennessee, I, I don't see how the Ravens will be able to stop that. But if they're able to somehow contain Derrick Henry, I think Lamar definitely has a good chance of taking over in this one. But I do think – who do I think? I think it's a toss-up. I think it'll be really close. Um, I think – I mean, the – Titans are the fifth worst in um, yards allowed per game. So, you know, there's a possibility that the Ravens can take over, but I think the Titans will win this one. I agree with Jack. Yeah. And I think it'll be like 28-27. I think it'll be close. Yeah. yeah. All right, next game. All right, we got two to two on this one. 
Yeah, I'm going to be right. What about on um, the Bears versus the Saints? I don't think this one will be close. Yeah, I think, I think the most interesting part of this game is that apparently this is going to air on Nickelodeon. Yeah, oh. what is with that? I saw that last, when I was watching Sunday Night Football. Why is Nickelodeon getting into the football space? What's going on there? So I, um, they're oh. actually going to have – it's weird because they're, what they said was they're trying to, like, get younger people into football. They're trying to, like, lower the age, you know. The, the market. So they're, they're going to have like SpongeBob and a few other characters from Nick, like it makes some appearances during the game, apparently with Tony Romo. So oh. Logan. Oh no. I'm going Tony. to, I want to watch that. Yeah. I want to watch. They better do sweet victory at halftime. I doubt they will. Yeah. Well, I'm boycotting. <laughs> I think it's a mistake. I don't think younger people are going to want to, especially those watching Nickelodeon with SpongeBob. Like it took me until I was 12 to actually understand football. Like all I knew at that age was guys are in big piles. Like they just crash into each it other. It took me till I was eight. I no kid. All right. Okay. No kid is going to have the attention span. I don't, I don't know. It's weird to put it on Nickelodeon. I think it's a mistake. Yeah. So back to the game. I think this oh, yeah, game. Back to the game. <laughs> I think um, the Saints are going to win, and they're going to win big, because they have a, a good defense. They've been shutting down teams left and right. They shut down the Bucks, Mister All Twenty Fives. Yeah. And they twice this year, actually. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, they got a really good quarterback, a really good weapon named Taysom, and Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. Like, they're going to beat them. The Bears have a good defense, but I think the Saints are overpowered. They're going to win this game, I think, 31 to um, 10. It's going to be – it's not going to be close. 31-10, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just – I want the Bears to win this game, like, with my heart, but then my brain is saying that the Saints are going to just absolutely demolish the Bears because the Bears offer a great redemption story for Mitch. And, like, he yeah. lost his job to Big Dick Nick, but then he came off the bench and he actually won some games after getting demolished by the Packers. He rebounded. Yeah. He's starting to look like he's a capable QB. He's not going to be a starter, but at least he's a backup. Like, I want this redemption arc because Mitch has actually responded well. He didn't just pout on the bench like other quarterbacks do. Like, he actually responded yeah. well. But at the same time, he yeah. just, I feel but like the- he just makes too many mistakes. But go ahead, Kai. Yeah, the problem is, like, he, he, he led to some wins, sure, but then he had to play a real team. Yeah, they got demolished. Yeah, he did have – yeah, yeah, exactly. He had to play a real team. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was the problem there. Yeah, definitely a Saints win. And for this one, I'm actually going to go with a scoregami prediction, uh, 29 to 8. Ooh. That score has never happened. I've, I think I, – I have a feeling. Where's the coming from? Did someone miss an extra point? 29. I guess, I guess that's where it's going to come from. Or maybe three so goals after like two field goals, two touchdowns, something weird like that. Yeah. I think yeah, so. you're right. If we're looking at the Bears' schedule, the three wins came against the Tex- – the three wins of late came against the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. All shitty teams. Look, and even lost to the Lions. So I don't Come know. Come on. 
Oh, yeah, that was a fumbled snap. And they lost to the Vikings uh, a few weeks earlier. Yeah. So it's not like they've been dominating them. But um, yeah, but- yeah, I think the Saints will definitely take care of business here. My prediction, 37-17 Saints. Yeah, Saints are taking care of business. Will Taysom Hill make more of an appearance this game? Yes. I think even Jameis Winston might. Famous? Yeah. He got in last Famous James. But um, I think – I don't know because it's there's always that worry, though, when you put Taysom Hill out there because he's technically the backup quarterback as well. And Drew Brees is right at the end of his career. So one hit definitely could take him out, and you don't want to risk having Taysom Hill get hurt as well. So gotcha. I think – I don't know if we'll see too, too much of him. I definitely think he'll be a factor, though. Yeah, Especially. I think so. What about next – the yeah, last game of the good. night? Yeah, last, last game. game. Number six seed Cleveland Browns at number three seed Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe the Steelers are going to win. Um, They're going to win. This is going to be close, but I think they'll win 27 to 20. All right, why? The Steelers have a good defense, but they did lose Bud Dupree. But TJ Watt, Aminka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, I think – and their offense is pretty good. They have Deontay Johnson. When he catches, he's yeah, pretty fast. Drop it. And they have um, <laughs> they have James Conner in the backfield. He is really good. They have um, oh, and they also have Juju. He's pretty good. Eric Ebron, when he catches, he actually shows a lot of promise. Like, and James Washington's an underrated um wide receiver. And I think the biggest problem with the Browns is Baker can be inconsistent. He throws a lot of like off his back foot, and he forces a lot of passes. And I personally believe that, like, since I all they have really to worry about is Chubb, um, Hunt, and um, who is um, Landry. And if they shut those three down, I think it'll be a long day for um, um, like Baker Mayfield. And I think the Steelers' offense is good. They average like 28 points a game. And I think they can squeak this one out. Also, um, keep in mind, I think um, uh, the Browns are going to be without their coach. Yeah, and him too. Wait, what's going on? Explain to the listeners. What's going on with that over there? Oh, so, like, some of their uh, players and uh, coaching coaches of the Browns have, uh, have COVID now, so they're oh going to be out gosh. for this game. Yeah, and uh, I, I, th- I think what it said was their interim coach is, is going to be the special teams coordinator. Interesting. Oh, that's good. Okay, now that throws this whole thing into – that changes the entire situation. All right. Yeah. After hearing that, I'm going Steelers. Because Kevin Stefanski has been the rock of this team. He's kept them in it. He's coached them to the playoffs. Possible coach of the year. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think with Mike Tomlin, you got the, a capable offense with the Steelers, strong defense. And if they frustrate the Browns' offense early – which I think they will. Browns are not in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. This, it's interesting because the Steelers, like, it's hard because they started off 11-0. and I know they didn't have a great schedule. Like, they had one of the easier schedules in the league. But they started off 11-0 and and then ended up losing three straight. So, I mean, they honestly haven't been that great lately. I mean, I know Ben Roethlisberger didn't play last week, but they did lose to the Browns this past week. But uh, I think, yeah, the Steelers winning this one. And, yeah, like Jack said earlier, uh, Mace, or whatever his name is, Baker Mayfield, 
he is incredibly inconsistent. Like he lit up, he lit up Washington. He lit up the Titans. He lit up a few teams this year, but then there's games like against the Raiders. He just threw for 122 yards. I mean, and I think, I think the Steelers offense will contain Baker, especially with this interesting coaching situation. So I'll go Steelers 35 to 24. No cooking yeah. Baker this weekend. I remember. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Like the, these are the these are the Steelers. I can't really. I well. I it, this should this should be a, a it should be a no brainer at this point because you know Cleveland has no uh, Cleveland's coach is a special teams coach now, but it's the this is the team that started out eleven and zero uh, and lost four of their last five games, including against the Browns. So I. I can't really say I uh, I trust them too much to uh, to uh, hold on to this game for the entire the entire way through. I don't know. I think when you look at that losing streak, it was just as Ben mentioned earlier in this conversation, just the drop drops, just too many drops from Steelers receivers. It looked like they had butter on their hands. I don't know what they were doing, and I think it was also Juju just messing with the whole Juju before the game magic like dancing on other teams logos can't do it it messed yeah. with them it was my yes. wake-up call wake-up call yeah and it looks like the Steelers have gotten better with that maybe they put some stick them on their gloves but ultimately Browns without the captain of their playoff ship I don't know just I think Mike Tomlin just provides more experience he's going to lead this team I just don't see the Browns winning this game I don't know. I don't know. I think I could. I could see the Browns winning, just barely winning this. Uh, let's say. Let's say. Um, let's say thirty to twenty-eight. I think they. I think they have a lot to play for too, because this is the first time in uh, nearly twenty years that they're back in the postseason. They have something to prove and after the last few years from that zero and sixteen season. Yeah, I think they'll uh, they'll want to prove themselves as contenders, especially against a divisional rival. Thank you for listening to the Total Bro Sports Podcast.